Here at Doxedo Bloom, we're excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope you enjoy today's message. Three little pigs built a house. The first little pig built a house with straw. The second little pig built with sticks. And the third little pig built with bricks. And then there came a big bad wolf. And the big bad wolf said to the first little pig, I want to come in. And then the pig said, no way, you're going to eat me. And then the big bad wolf, say, wolf said, I'm going to huff and I'm going to puff and I'm going to blow your house in. And that's exactly what the wolf did. And then he went to the second little pig who had a house built with sticks. And he said, I want to come in. And the second little pig said, no way, you're going to eat me. And then he huffed and he puffed and he blew the pig's house in. And then he came to the third little pig. And he huffed and he puffed, but he couldn't blow the house in because it was built with the right materials. Now this story, or whatever version of that story that you know, is a very old story. And it was apparently published for the first time in the 1800s. And so it's about 200 years old. But I believe that that story is actually inspired from a scripture in the Bible. In 1 Corinthians 3 verses 10 to 15. And we're going to be reading from that passage today. Uh, that story is, has been used over the years as a lesson to young people to build your life with the right material. Or whenever you do something, you have to use the right material so that it could last the test of time. Now imagine your life as a house. Imagine your life as a house. How strong is the house that you're busy building? Is it gonna last the test of time? That's the question that we also wanna ask uh, to ourselves today. Now, just to give you a bit of a recap, uh, we are in week two of our sermon series called Restart. And today we look at uh, the topic of rebuilding or, or building. And uh, in this series, the reason why we're doing this is that I speak to a lot of people and I know many people feel at this time of the year because of 2020 and the pandemic and everything that has happened, is that you feel like you just wanna hit a restart button. You know, it's like when, you, when you're on the internet and uh, the page is struggling and you hit the refresh button, then everything is fresh and clean again. And it's like in our lives, uh, we would love to hit the restart button or the refresh button at this point in our lives. It, it's been like 2020 has been this big bad wolf that has been huffing and puffing and it has shaken us to our core. Uh, now, some of the expert, actually, experts uh, say that, that what many people are struggling with at this point in time is this idea of fragmentation, which basically means we lose cohesion. It's when, when the different building blocks of our lives, when they don't uh, talk to one another again or anymore. Um, it's like this picture of, you know, the little Jenga blocks that you build this little tower with. Uh, and if you shake the table around, the whole tower will come falling down. Um, and it's like our lives is like this tower of Jenga blocks or, or a house that we are building. And we've been shaken this year. And for many of us, uh, we feel tired and, and overwhelmed. Uh, sometimes we feel easily irritated or frustrated or even angry all the time. And it's because we've experienced the shaking in many areas of our lives. Sometimes it's not one specific area that has been shaken, but it's just a combination of all of these areas in our, in our lives that has been shaken that makes us feel like we just want to get over this year. We just want to get through this year on the other side. We just want to get to 2021 
past Happy New Year so that we can hit the refresh button or the restart button. But whenever you are in a place like that in your life where you are taking stock of your life and uh, you've got the desire to hit the refresh button, the restart button, we usually ask ourselves the question, what are some of the essential building blocks that I need to put in place in my life? What is the kind of life I want to build? That's the thing I want to press the restart button on. And uh, that's what we're discovering in this series, is what, what are the essential building blocks that we have to put in place so that whenever we are shaken, the whole tower doesn't come tumbling down. I believe there are three essential building blocks that we all need in our lives. So before you go on holiday in December, that's going to be about a month from now, and you're going to start making some New Year's resolutions for 2021, you need to understand there are certain building blocks that you need to put in place so that when the next shaking comes, that your tower will last or your house will last. And I believe they are God and they are people and it's also the mission that we are on. Firstly, we are called to know God. It's our relationship with God. We never compromise on our relationship with God. It's in season and out of season. We always have our relationship on, with God as a, a foundational building block in our lives. Secondly, it's also to love other people. The Bible calls us to love people and to be part of community. We don't compromise on that. And the thing that we're speaking about today is the fact that we are always on mission. We have been called in this life to be on mission for Christ. God has commissioned us. Matthew 28, Jesus sends us out with His agenda, with His mission. He commissions us. 2 Corinthians 5 also says that we are Christ's ambassadors and, and God is making His appeal to the world through us. We are always on mission, whether it's in season or out of season, whether there's a pandemic or not. We are always on mission. And uh, today we want to discuss that. And I want to read this beautiful passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 3 verses 10 to 15. And what we're also doing in this series is we are essentially taking stock of our lives. Uh, we're asking the question uh, of 2020. Uh, how has 2020 been uh, so far for you? And uh, what are we gonna, how are we going to approach the future um, after experiencing a year like this? And uh, just reflecting on this, I think 1 Corinthians 3 verses 10 to 15 is a brilliant passage and also the inspiration to the story of the three little pigs. And so it goes as follows, and Paul is writing, he's specifically writing to teachers, those who teach the Word of God, but he's also giving some principles and he's giving us a little bit of a peek into the future so that we can prepare ourselves. What he's sharing here is a truth that is relevant to all of us. And it goes as follows. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And so he's saying the foundation of this building is Jesus. No one can change that. It is the foundation. But on top of that foundation, we build something. Verse 12, now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. 
If anyone's work is burnt up, or burnt up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. And so it's this quite scary picture, but, but also hopefully an encouraging picture that one day the work of our lives that we build on this foundation, which is Jesus Christ, is going to be tested with fire. You see, the Bible is quite clear on the fact that we are not saved by works. That is the foundation that we, we receive the gospel of grace from Jesus. Nothing can change that. We are saved through faith alone and through God's grace alone. That's the thing that saves us. But that is the foundation. But then God gives us this life that we get to build. We get to build on top of that. And one day we are going to give account for this house that we have built on top of this wonderful foundation that God has given us. And so we're not speaking about salvation. We're speaking about the lives that we, the lives that we build after we become part of God's wonderful family. And I remember one day there was this older man that shared this story with me uh, of someone that he knew in his congregation that had a near-death experience. And uh, this guy who had a near-death experience, he, he had a vision or a dream. I don't know which one it was. I don't know if there's a difference between the two. Um, but in this, this vision that he had, he saw himself standing before Jesus. And he was so excited to see Jesus. And he's saying, Jesus, it's, it's so good to see you. And, and he saw Jesus was happy to see him. But as he was speaking to Jesus, he was aware of this big, big heap of stuff that was just lying behind him. Just this massive heap of just stuff. That's how he explained it. And so he asked Jesus, Jesus, what's all of this stuff behind me? And then in this vision, he experienced Jesus telling him, well, this stuff is the work of your life. And now I'm going to test it. And it's referring to this scripture, the testing of fire. Now, imagine your life as a house that will be tested by fire. If we build our lives with wood, hay or straw, it's not going to stand the test of fire. But if we build with gold and silver and precious stone, we're going to have something to show for it when we stand before Jesus. Now that man tells the story that after he woke up from that near-death experience, he just made the commitment that he's not going to waste his life. He's not going to spend energy and, and time and resources on things that will not last the test of fire. Things that he won't be you know, proud of when he stands before Jesus. Now, uh, John Piper also tells, uh, tells a, a, a cool story in um, a book that he wrote, Don't Waste Your Life. And he, he tells about this couple that retired early. Uh, they were only uh, 50 years old or so, uh, so they were pretty young. Uh, but they went into early retirement. They bought a yacht and they traveled around the world. And they traveled the beaches of the world. That was their mission. They're going to travel all of the beaches of the world and they are going to collect shells. Now, just... Imagine for a moment if that was the story of your life and you stand before Jesus and you say, Jesus, look at all the shells that I collected. <laughs> That's pretty cool. How are you going to feel about just shells that you collected in your life? That's building with, with wood, hay or straw. We are called to build with something that will last. We're called to God's agenda, which is building with gold, silver, and precious stone. 
Now, what does that look like for us? I think the wood, hay or straw or the shells that we build with, sometimes it's our hobbies. Now, I love, I'm a keen golfer. I love golf. And I know that if I want to become a scratch golfer, that's something I thought about. I considered it at times. Like if I want to have a handicap of zero, no handicap, scratch golfer, really good at golf. I know all I need to do is I'll probably need to practice about, you know, for a couple of hours uh, for about three times a week. And I'm going to have to play a lot more golf. So I'm going to have to put in a lot more time into my golf in order to become a scratch golfer. And I'll probably also need to put in a lot more money. It's going to cost me money because it costs a lot of money to play golf and to buy all the equipment and, and everything. And so I know it's going to cost me time and money. But the reality is the reason I'm still not a scratch golfer because I know I've not been called to be a scratch golfer. <laughs> I can play golf as a hobby, but I don't do it as a profession. And I know that's not my calling. And one day, I don't want to stand before Jesus with someone like Paul standing next to me. And I'm like, hey, Jesus, you know, I'm a scratch golfer. It's like having shells before Jesus. Or it's like, maybe just quickly want to speak to the gamers out there. And I know I might step on some toes here. But it's like standing before Jesus and you're saying, you know what? In Call of Duty, Warzone, I'm on level 89. Well, I reached level 100. I don't even know how the levels work on Call of Duty, Warzone. Can you imagine for a moment standing before Jesus and bragging about the, the only heap of stuff that you have is Call of Duty, Warzone? Because that's where you spent your time and your resources and, and your energy. Standing next to Peter that was crucified for Jesus upside down the irony of call of duty. And they're like, you know, you had a call of duty. Come on, man. What are we going to stand with before Jesus? I think for some other people, it might be just Netflix. Maybe just take stock of 2020. If you had to stand before Jesus after the lockdown, say, Jesus, look at all the Netflix series that I binged. You know, what are we building in this life? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying those things are bad and we can never do them. They can be a blessing, but we don't do them and sacrifice or compromise on the essential building blocks of our lives. We don't play games or go play golf or do stuff like that and compromise on essential building blocks like the mission that God has called you on. You do it the other way around. They are the extras, the add-ons. Now, I think another thing can be your stuff or your possession. Uh, possessions. Like one day when we stand before God, you know, it's not going to be enough to show him the shells, the, 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 the beautiful furniture that we collected in our houses or the beautiful clothes that we bought or the wonderful cars that we drove. Again, those things can be a blessing, but they come second. We don't do them and sacrifice and compromise on the essential things that God has called us to. It could also be something like travel. Uh, I know many young people are just dreaming about having these great adventures every weekend. But one day you don't want to be telling Jesus and, and, and everyone around about the wonderful weekends that you had. I've got friends in this church. They literally plan their travels around church because they don't want to miss being with the people of God. Uh, because they also feel there's a, there's a, they feel a sense of calling with this church or ministry, which I think is great. Now, I don't think traveling is wrong or going on an adventure is wrong. But they understand that those things are additional blessings. But essentially, when we stand before Jesus, we want to have something to show for it, something to show for this life. We want to have a house that we can show that is built with gold and silver and precious stone. Now, 
this is our resources and the way that we, we invest our resources. Our resources is basically our time, our treasures, and our talents. The, the talents are the things that you're good at. Uh, how are you investing those things that you are good at to build the kingdom of God, to advance the kingdom of God, to be a blessing to other people, to have something to show for it at the end of your life, to do good in this life? How are you, are you using your time? Are you using it only on yourself? Just think about 2020, when things got really rough and when, when things were shaken, did you use all of your time just for yourself? Did you become selfish with your time? Or did you say, no, 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 this time, this is an essential building block in my life. My time belongs to the kingdom of God because I am now his servant and I'm on his mission. When it comes to your resources, your, your money, how have you been spending on that? Have you been compromising on the way that you invest your resources? Has it been only for yourself? Or are you investing your resources in silver and gold and precious stone that you can show something for it at the end of this life. I think when it comes to something like our resources or something like money, uh, I encourage people to, to do something like a tithe. Um, and the reason for that is not that we give away, say, 10% or whatever the percentage is that you work on, and then you say to yourself, well, the other 90% is for myself. No, that's not the reason why we do it. You know, God doesn't need your 10%. It's not like paying your taxes to Caesar. God doesn't need your taxes. The reason why we do it is a principle. It's to remind ourselves that, that we put first things first, that this comes first. This is an essential building block in my life, that I am building this life of mission. I want something to show for this after this life. And so when I pay a tithe, it is a reminder to myself that everything I am, everything I own belongs to God. And so the other 90% or whatever is left is also God's. We are still generous with the rest of our time and our talents and our resources. The tithe is just something to remind ourselves that God belongs, everything actually belongs to God. And it's a reminder that we worship Him with everything. We put Him first. Now, I know when I preach about something like this, uh, some Christians might, might get scared and say, well, isn't this a gospel of works? No, no, that's not what we're saying. The Bible actually speaks about works quite a lot. It never says that we are saved by works, but it speaks about works quite a bit. You see, we get saved by grace alone, but then after that, we get called into the work of God. We get included into the mission of God. Then we get to build a beautiful house that we get to show God and say that we made something of this life. It's the, it's the parable of the talents where Jesus gives the one five and the other two and the other one one. He comes back, the unfaithful servant did nothing with his talents or the, the money that God gave him. And the faithful servants, the one that had two made four, the one that had five made 10. And so Jesus tells them, well done, good and faithful servant. You did what I asked you to do. That's the words that we want to hear one day when we stand before Jesus. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've built something. You've built with the stuff that I gave you. Gold, silver, and precious stone. You see, our works matters to Jesus. In the book of Revelation, he writes these letters to the different churches. In each of them, he starts off by saying, I know your works. And then he starts, he gives them a message after that. And the parables, they speak about that. Um, and we've already said that, that God has commissioned us to do something 
in this life. We've got a wonderful privilege to make this life count, to do something with this life. If the only goal of life is to get to heaven, God would have already taken us to heaven. But He left us here to build something of His kingdom, to make His kingdom a reality in this life. Now, I think for many of us, when it comes to something like the mission of God, or the things that we feel called to do by God, the, the things that, that you're thinking about right now that you feel called to do, sometimes we make excuses of saying, well, I first just need to get through this exams. You know, then I'm gonna do it. It's the, it's the then I'm gonna excuse. I just wanna finish this test series and then I'm gonna. Or my wife and I, we're gonna have a baby now. So, you know, I can't be involved so much. I can't serve as much. You know, just after this, then I'm gonna. Now, obviously, there is a time when you have to focus on those things because your family is a very important house that you're building that you have to show God one day. But it doesn't mean we press pause on the things that we are called to do because there'll always be something else. If, I just, if I'm just finished with this work project, because then after that, it's going to be another work project. But we, we always procrastinate instead of saying, no, this is an essential building block in my life, my relationship with God. I'm not going to compromise on it in season and out of season. Same thing with the mission of God, the things that we build in our lives. We don't compromise on it. We do it in season and out of season. Looking at your life in 2020, what does the house look like that you have built? And when you have that conversation with Jesus, do you have something to show for it? Now, if you feel today that you want to hit the restart button on the house that you are building, if you want to press the refresh button on, on just the, the, the work that we're busy doing, um, then I want to make that invitation to you to, to hit that restart button and say, God, I want to build things that will last the test of time. Give me the wisdom and show me where are the things that you want me to be involved with. I want to make it practical for you. If, if you're not involved in a church and you're watching this, make sure that you get connected to a local church body. If you've got a doctor day near you, go and find it and, and tell them you want to get involved. You want to start building with gold, silver, and precious stone. You want to do something with your life. If there's not a doctor day, just find a church, a life-giving church to get involved and start building with other fellow believers. Maybe you're already part of a church, but there's a project that God has put in your heart. Start doing it. Don't postpone it. Don't, don't procrastinate. Don't wait for 2021. Start now because that is essential building blocks in our lives. Make it practical. If you're in Bloemfontein, become part of our Serving Saturdays. You'll find all of the information on our website. We've got wonderful opportunities where you can just start to get involved. Things, actions that we will be able to see that will last the test of time that we'll take with us into eternity. Jesus says that we need to, 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 to uh, collect treasures that won't be destroyed by, by moth or won't, won't be uh, stolen by thieves. We need to collect treasures in heaven, not on earth, so that one day we can have something to show for it in this life. Let's pray together. Jesus, we ask you to give us the wisdom and show us when we are busy building with wood, hay, and straw, and when we are busy building with gold, silver, and precious stone. Would you give us the wisdom and the courage to build with precious stone, God, and to build the house that you have called us to build with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.